0: Welcome to the Young Fun and Sober podcast. I am your host Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal,
1: and I'm Julia, also known as that one sober friend on TikTok. what I know now. I wouldn't change anything
0: feel more emotionally slow down. Life's
1: go round but things merry when you're going through the Okay, can you say something?
0: Check, check, 1 2. Good.
1: Okay, now we're good.
0: We're a little rusty. It's all
1: good. Yeah.
0: Welcome oh, back, man.
1: Thank you. Back nice feeling. In the United States yet again. Um, I'm okay. It's always hard <laughs> to come back from vacation. Yeah. So you
0: yeah. took off work, right?
1: Or did you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I took off work. So nice. It was a nice week off. Went by way too fast. Um, and. Honestly, like my traveling both to and from Europe, like everything went wrong. So oh, really? <laughs> fuck. I have really bad luck with that. It's kind of come to a point where I'm extremely shocked if my travel itinerary goes.
0: Well, I think travel has just been that way lately. Like I It think, must be. Yeah, I think everything just gets canceled. Like I was booking a flight the other like the other week and it said that my, like I've never seen this before but it said that I had like a 68% chance of my flight being delayed like it, it gave me a percentage <laughs> on the chance of it being delayed I was like what,
1: what was the company <laughs>
0: <laughs> definitely one that you would think would be delayed it was JetBlue oh okay yeah okay but I just thought it was weird that it said that like
1: I flew United and I thought that was a safe bet, but on the way there, my flight was canceled completely. And then on the flight back home, it was delayed two and a half hours.
0: Oh, damn. Yeah. And that's, that's rough when you're coming home and you were coming home on a Sunday, right?
1: Yes. So I wanted to get home like as soon as possible so that I had, you know, enough time to relax before my work week started. Right. So yeah. Um. Whatever. I mean, coming home like I wasn't necessarily like excited to come home, whereas like in the beginning of the trip, I'm excited to get there. So for my yeah. for my flight to just be straight up canceled, that was like brutal, heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I booked my flight. I'm not even gonna get to go. I I haven't told you this. I tore my meniscus. Oh no. Yeah. So I. Been... How did you do that? The crit like I was just deadlifting and my hamstrings are so tight that like I I just have like a very tight body. And so like sometimes it puts pressure on areas that it shouldn't, you know? Mm. Because a deadlifting is a weird way to tear your meniscus, but I just think I was putting so much of that hamstring weight on my knees and I just felt okay felt the pop. And yeah, so I've been hobbled. I Dude, deal. I
1: don't I don't like to deadlift. Oh no. Because I feel I, like I am like always on the verge of like hurting myself.
0: Yeah, I've always liked it just because it makes me feel like my whole body's working, but I mean, once you have an injury doing a lift, like I I'm sure like I'll never want to do it again.
1: Right. That's how I yeah. feel with like back when I was doing CrossFit and we would always do like snatches above our mm-hmm. head and I I fucked up my left shoulder, not once, but twice. And that pain it was such a specific pain. It was like, it was almost as if um it felt like a nerve was being pinched. Mm. And it was really affecting my day-to-day life. Yeah, And so now I barely like to do anything overhead because I'm nervous that I'm going to feel that feeling again.
0: It's crazy how our bodies will like, or our brain will like shut down. But it's like, I know I you know what I mean? Like overhead movements are so good and like movements like deadlift are so good, but it's like, eh, I don't know. I, but I, honestly, like at my age, I just, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but at my age, like, I just kind of don't want to get hurt. Like I just yeah. want to, because the gym is something I prioritize. Like I talked to my therapist about this because when I got hurt, I was like not in the best headspace about it. Like, yeah, because first of all, I could barely walk for three or four days so I was just like in bed and I was bored and I couldn't like I was having cravings really bad and like I couldn't go to my normal um like tools routine I couldn't couldn't go on walks which is what I always do when I get cravings I go on walks I couldn't go on walks I couldn't go work out like anything so I was just just, like driving around for hours um crumble crumble was able to stay in the old toolbox but Um, Mm -hmm. so I I would just like drive around and get crumble cookie. And now I'm like out of the, you know, I'm kind of more mobile and, and I'm just going to the gym and doing upper body stuff. But I was like, Holy crap. Like I didn't realize how kind of depressing an injury can be for an active person. Like I just felt trapped.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And now that you say that, like, it makes me think how, Fortunate so many of us are to like when when we make the decision to quit drinking or take some type of substance like out of our life. I feel like a lot of the times people tend to like go towards more of like an active lifestyle. And that's kind of yeah. a way that they socialize or fill up their time, or just like it gets them in a good, a good headspace. Um being able-bodied is such a luxury because if <laughs> you don't have that, then that just makes filling up that time even harder. Like it's like it's so like a bigger harder. challenge. Yeah.
0: Like, I, I guess I just didn't realize, I never thought about it. Like I've seen people yeah. put on their gratitude list that, oh, I'm grateful for a healthy body. Like I've seen that a million times, but I guess I've just never really been injured to where
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm trapped in bed. Right. And it's like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I could just, it's so crazy how much our physical body can intertwine with our mental state. And yeah, if you take away that option of, you know, I'm in a bad mood, I've been in a bad mood all day, I should at least go for a walk. And typically, that makes us feel a Mm -hmm. lot better. Being outside makes us feel better. So, you know, not saying that this is the situation you were in, but like, let's say you can't even do those things on your own and you need assistance from another person. Yeah. How complicated that can make that situation and how, you know, giving up drinking or giving up whatever substance it is that you have a problem with is a challenge in itself. Mm -hmm. But the fact of even being like an able-bodied person while making that decision is such a privilege because it could be a lot harder.
0: Yeah, I mean- I, I like, I don't, when I like look back to when I started, I don't know how I would have done it if I couldn't have gone on walks or, and it also made me really sad to just think about older people or even my potential older life and how sad and depressing that would be to just be stuck in like a nursery like a, or or a nursing home all day.
1: And
0: the highlight is wheeling down to lunch at the cafeteria. Like, oh
1: And that's why I try to check myself so much because like, I know I've talked about this. I talked about it on my solo episode and I've talked about it on TikTok with like, you know, I feel like everybody deals with body image issues to a certain extent, whether whether male, female, whatever it may be. I feel like we all do. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I try to remind myself is like, I'm young, like I have- I have the capability of just doing whatever I want. Um so I when I am in a bad headspace and I'm kind of telling myself like oh, I don't want to like I don't want to go to the gym. It's so helpful to me to be like I get to go to the gym and I'm I'm fortunate enough that that's even an option to me and one day it's not going to be. That's and we think scary. that it's and we think that that's so far away, but by the time it gets here, we're going to think that it went by really, really fast. I and know. So... It's,
0: time has been fucking me up lately. Like, I mean, I like my 10, you'll have your 10 year reunion if you want to go or whatever right soon. Like, isn't that coming up?
1: That it would have been this May. No one okay. ended up planning it. But yeah, it would have been May of this year. And doesn't
0: that seem like not long ago at all?
1: No, I feel like I just graduated high school. Yeah, I mean, it that... feels far, but it feels like not far at all. It's like a...
0: I know what you mean, but it's like when you think about us, like I'll be 40 in the same distance that your high school reunion was away. It's like, right. that is scary.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I don't know. That's like part of the sobriety thing too, is like, I really do want to live... Like I'm not trying to be 80 or 90, 100 years old and just like sitting in my room, you know. Like I really do want to feel my best and and be active, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of that starts at a young age, like putting yourself in that position, because so like I I heard some crazy stat. And I'm going to get it wrong, <laughs> but it's about and
1: you're like, and don't quote me on this. And don't quote me on
0: this. But it was something like 80 percent of hospitalizations have like some underlying form of alcohol relation there, whether it be like that cancer can be caused by alcohol or, um, a, you know, all of that stuff. I was like, what the fuck? Like it was above 50 percent. Right. I do know that. Mm. That blew my mind.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's everywhere and it's so justified. And so people, I don't know, kind Do you- of going back to what, you, to what you were just saying about the whole time thing. I feel like a lot of the times I hear a a good excuse or argument that people have about their alcohol intake is life is only so long, yeah. like yeah. short. I want to party while I can here. And, it's like my mind could not be more of the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, life is so short. I don't want to waste any of it. I want to be present for as much of it as I can. I've already lost however much time from alcohol or from hangovers that were caused by alcohol. Yeah. So yeah, it's so intertwined in so many things and aspects of life. And I'm yeah, I don't know. I, no, I have to, I have to pinch myself sometimes because it's like, I'm glad I just realized it when I did.
0: That is a good way to look at it. I mean, the more than anything, I, I like, I don't necessarily consider like my time drinking at parties and stuff, like a waste of time. But what I do consider a waste of time is all that anxiety I carried with carried with me throughout my days, all the hangovers that kept me from doing things. Like I remember I told I was in I was living in Texas at the time. I was gonna go to a high school friend's wedding that was near me at the time and I just didn't go because I was hungover. Like right. It's like what the like that type of shit is just it just doesn't feel good. You know what I mean? That looking back yeah. on that stuff.
1: Yeah, it's and yeah it kind of goes into it it affects the decision making. That we have both Mm -hmm. the days leading up to it the days following the the drinking itself i've
0: never heard that's like such an obvious statement but i've never heard that before like it affects what'd you say
1: being a drinker (laughs) like being being a person that drinks alcohol the decision to drink it affects the days leading up to that event that you're drinking at and it affects the days following. Yeah, that's
0: a great way to put it. It's just like the decision to drink Friday can control your whole week. Yes. Like, that is it did it for me.
1: It's it did for me at least.
0: Yeah. I mean for me it was just the amount, but yeah, like I that is wild to think about. I guess for me it more more so lands as like not the thought of it, but like the act of drinking is going to affect my whole week or affect my mm-hmm. like or, was... or
1: even like me, me thinking I'm going to go out on a Friday. I'm probably going to spend a shit ton of money. I have mm-hmm. to say no to my friend who wants to get dinner with me on Wednesday.
0: Because I'm not
1: going to have, I'm not going to have the funds to make both of those things happen because I know myself and I'm going to go a little too hard on mm-hmm. Friday. And even though I was like super aware of that, it still would happen. You know, I was, you know, sometimes I wasn't, you know, self-aware enough to go into the night thinking that but I think subconsciously I always knew that that was that was the case so yeah it's just shit like that it's just like it it even though I wasn't a person that was physically dependent on it it affected so much of my day-to-day life so much of it
0: towards the end of my drinking when I was trying to moderate I remember strategically choosing the days that I would do it and like mapping it out and it's just like that's so much mental real estate to be like Okay, it's I mental can't...
1: gymnastics. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it's the yeah gold medal for me. Like,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: I would be like, okay, well, I can't drink tonight because I have a presentation in the morning, and I don't like now. I've learned that I have anxiety when I drink. Like, I finally connected those dots because I'm I'm starting to take a couple days off in between drinking days, and I'm realizing like the differences here. And then, yeah. but it but yeah, it would be like okay, but once that's over, then I can like drink. And then I'll have to take off tomorrow from drinking, but maybe I would just be thinking nonstop about what days can I drink? What days can I drink? Mm
1: -hmm. And that,
0: that's just like so exhausting. It's just so much easier to just be like, Hey, I'm not gonna, I just want.
1: How, how simple my life has gotten since, since I (laughs) stopped drinking, like not only when it comes to, I don't know, my finances and whatnot, but just. I maybe this is just like a experience that I had, but like the drama that would come from a night of drinking and having to damage control friendships and whatnot afterwards. Mm-hmm. that's another argument I feel like I see pretty often is, you know, we don't have a lot of fun things or happy things in our life. like let us drink. Like that's the one thing we have to to let loose and to relax. And it's like, Jesus. <laughs> drinking was making my life so complicated <laughs> and so complex, and I was making things so much harder than they really had to be, yeah, I was making it harder on myself, but it's i no one could have told me that back then because I was um. absolutely convinced that it was the opposite <laughs> of what was happening
0: so but at the time you didn't feel like it was causing drama. Is that what you're saying? like you didn't you didn't connect those things like no,
1: I thought I thought that life was just mean to me i thought yeah. like that i just had bad luck which i feel like honestly to a certain extent i kind of do <laughs> suffer from bad luck a lot of the time but i will say since i stopped drinking um thing random things have started to just like work out and yep. things have become a lot more oh that's another thing too like what i want in life has become a lot more clear and mm. i was so lost and confused. And I knew my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. I knew that much. Like I knew life wasn't where I wanted it to be back when I was drinking, but I had no idea what even like the first step was to figuring out what a life that I wanted was going to look like.
0: And it can kill your like ambition to try and figure that out. Like not only does it lack, like it, it blurs the clarity of what you want but it can lack the ambition to even open that word document and type out what you think you want.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't even get to step one because your thought process is so far off track from even getting to that point. And I think that can kind of go back to you saying, I want to create these good habits when I'm young. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we're young people and we think we have all of this time and we're okay with drinking away every weekend, we're not realizing that we're teaching our brains a habit of, even though we want something to change, or even though we want something new, we don't respect that thought in our head. And we just keep doing the same shit that we've always done. And then we're feeling disappointed and uncomfortable with our decisions and we're unhappy and we're experiencing sunday scaries and we're having extreme anxiety every monday morning and but we're teaching our body and our brain that that's okay because we go back and we do the same thing all over again and i think that's a really scary habit to get into because i think that's going to seep into other areas of our life whether that be work or whether that be relationships we stop putting in like even if we want our relationship to be better, even if we want our career to be better, we don't change anything. We're not changing anything, and then our body just gets used to. Oh, I I just want all these things, and and I don't do anything about it.
0: Yeah, I, I I heard someone talk about that, and they were like saying that drinking is just like the, the wishful like oh I wish I had this or like I wish I could be this or
1: your life is full of just desires. Yes
0: yeah it's just like oh man that would be so like cool to do this and I was like oh my god that like really resonated with me because when I was drinking oh my god I had the most plans like that's 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 the period of my life I had more plans like I was gonna (laughs) move I was gonna um start this business I was gonna do this. I was gonna wake up and do that, like every, and then you wake up and you're hungover and you're like, oh shit. But when I was drinking, I was like, oh hell yeah, like I'm. About it was to all talk.
1: Yeah, it was like all talk and no walk. Like there mm-hmm. was no, the reality was not matching at all what what your thoughts yeah. and dreams and desires were were looking like on the inside.
0: And I've talked about this about how like I I was really unconfident with like my dating life when I was drinking. And I remember like when I was drunk, I would be able to like, you know, call or like text a woman or whatever. And then they would always be like, what, like, like, or I I would even schedule a date and then like cancel it when I was sober. And they'd be like, why? Mm. And I've heard women say this before. Like he always talks to me, like he'll, you know, but he never asks to go out or he never follows through. But it was Mm. like, I was just too fucking nervous. But like when I was drinking, I wasn't. So like Mm. I could talk, I could like plan it. And like, I had full intentions of going in that moment. Mm -hmm. I felt that. But then the next day I'd be like, oh, like too nervous or.
1: And you weren't, and you weren't exercising that muscle of working through the anxiety with a sober
0: mind. Exactly. So it just got worse each time. So
1: actually when it came like for real, for real, oh, the date is supposed to happen tomorrow. Of course you backed out because you were like, I don't have, I have not worked through these hard feelings in a sober state and so yeah. it feels so much scarier than it than it has to be and I I feel like I can relate this a lot to like my amount of traveling recently for years I told myself that I wanted to travel more and <laughs> I just like wasn't finding the time wasn't finding the money wasn't finding the energy and thank god you know I stopped drinking when I did and I you know had to make like really big life decisions in order to get myself into a place where it's like I had more like opportunity for the future. Yep. And before I did, I didn't have that, and so I'm I'm so thankful. And I I don't I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast yet or not, but I am spending the month of October in Miami. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I'll just be I'll be like still working, but remotely. I'll be working from there. And, you know, I've had this job at that point, I will have had this job for almost three years. Never, never did the whole like, you know, book an Airbnb for a month and yeah. go out of my comfort zone. But now I feel like because of the traveling that I've done recently, I'm like, okay, I can do this. Like I can, I can make this a reality. Um, And I think that it's going to be a super cool experience. And I'm going to make some like really random, cool new memories yeah. that I wouldn't have had if I stayed in Chicago for that month. So.
0: It's like what you said. There is like really about the habit thing. You're either building bad habits or you're building good habits, and you're now building this habit of like, oh, I like to put myself out there and I like to experience new things. And then, like, when you're in Miami, I'm sure you like if if this is what you want to do, like I'm sure it'll be easy for you to connect with people the same way I did in Austin, just by using like TikTok and like, uh, yeah. like I went to that sober happy hour and met some people. It's I feel like it's easy in the so like sobriety community to go like intertwine Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and and mix with people and you're just like boom
1: well it's because it's because we've done it before because i am i'm thinking the sober group of girlfriends that i have here in chicago i mean i did not know any of them you know a year and nine months ago Mm -hmm. and now i feel like they're my super super like good friends They're, they're close friends of mine um so yeah it's kind of just like i mean if i did it once I could do it again, right? Things only things only seem impossible until they're not. And then you're like, Oh, that wasn't even that scary. I mean, it was it was scary going to those first couple events by myself. Sure, sure. But if I did it in Chicago, I can do it in Miami.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what I think makes those trips fun is because like, I've I've done a number of them um, through working remote and just like going somewhere Mm -hmm. for a month. And the times that I haven't really put myself out there, it got kind of like boring or even like, like, yeah, it's cool waking up being by the beach and and all yeah. of that. But I'd be like, eh, I'm kind of ready to go home. Like I'm ready to see some friends or whatever. And then when you like when I've done it and and met people and stuff, I'm like, oh like I I don't feel that desire to go home. Like I'm having fun.
1: Well and that's the thing is when you travel I don't know if any if there's any listeners right now that have been thinking about traveling, but they're they're scared to. That homesick feeling is going to happen. Oh you, yeah, you it always
0: happens. <laughs> it
1: always happens. No matter how amazing the first week or the first two weeks feels, it's going to creep up and it's going to feel really real. And it's going to feel like you're going to feel like that forever. But you just have to push through because I, I mean, even weirdly enough, like this past week when I was in the Netherlands on like Tuesday or Wednesday in the middle of my trip, I was like, all of a sudden feeling super, (laughs) super homesick. And I knew I was going to be going home in like less than a week, but I was feeling homesick. And, but yeah, I just like, I pushed through that day and I was like, tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to get a good night of sleep. Tomorrow's a new day. Um, and I don't remember feeling that feeling ever again for the rest of that trip. Um, so I'm sure that I'm going to experience something similar in Miami. I'm there for four weeks. I'm there for a, you know, a pretty long time. Um, but now that I know that I have the toolbox of, I can find people in this community that I, you know, I know is a good, is a good place to be. And I think that during those, those tough times, instead of just retreating and being like, I, I'm just going to shut down and be alone. It's like, I know that that's not going to help.
0: No yeah Anything. the the isolation when homesick that's game over that is game right. over mm-hmm. I always get it the night that I check into the Airbnb funny enough because I just really get,
1: um, oh I feel like mine's delayed like a week
0: mine's always when I check in because I'm like oh this like area is new and like this place is new and like I know I'm like at the start of the trip you know <laughs> it's like oh I'm gonna True. be here a month and then I'm like, right. I don't even know where to get groceries. <laughs> like,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's that's all this, point.
0: all this stuff starts creeping in. And I'm like, but th- I mean, obviously it goes away after like one night's sleep, but it, yeah, I've, I've normally been driving for 12 hours. So, right. um, yeah, that's, that's funny. I did want to bring up something that you said earlier. You, you were talking about, um, I, I don't remember exactly what you said, but it triggered that a lot of people are like scared of those Friday, Saturday nights when they're not drinking and, you know, they're missing out on the fun and all of that. Mm. I don't know about you, but for me, those have been some of the most like rewarding, happy, like joyful eyes, water type of nights when you're like hanging out with a friend, maybe sober, or, like whatever. And you're just like, wow, like I'm really connecting with this person. And, like we're sober and it's 10 o'clock or you know, the sun's going down and, It's just like a really beautiful moment. And you're like, Mm -hmm. and you, it's even better when you're kind of out and about, in my in my experience, where you can like see people partying, and it's like, oh, like I'm glad they're having fun. And like you can kind of see the ruckus, but you're just completely sober and calm. And I don't know. Those have been some of my most beautiful nights, the Friday and Saturdays.
1: Yeah, I think people will be, you know, surprised. There are there are going to be times where. The FOMO is just like so, so real. It just feels so real. But there's going to be nights where you're like thinking that that's going to happen. Maybe because you've replaced your drinking plans with some type of sober event plans. And you know your friends are going to be at this certain bar and you're not going to be attending because you said you were going to go to this sober event and meet <laughs> a bunch of random strangers. people you've never, strangers that you've never met before. But if you're like, you know, which eventually if you do this enough, it's not luck, it's just probability. You're going to have one of those really, really good nights where you connect with like multiple people and you're like, holy shit, these people are so cool. And I can just be myself around them. And I don't have to pay the price yep. monetary or slash like mental health related with your hangover the next day. Um, And it's going to feel magical.
0: And like that drive home, knowing you did it. Yes. At, at least at the, the start. rewarding feeling. <laughs> the start of yes. sobriety that drive home hits different. It
1: does. I, don't, I guess I don't
0: really get that anymore, but like at the start of it, I remember like probably the first three four months. Like I would be driving home. Like that's definitely something I would have drank at. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just yeah. Yeah. And then you get home. I don't know. I I, I'm big on romanticizing shit, but I, I love like that feeling where it's like, yes, like that was great.
1: And if folks are like in the early months of or the early weeks of their sobriety journey, I would encourage you to either write down or voice memo or record some type of video where like you are capturing that moment. And you're, you're explaining to yourself what you're feeling, because that was really important to me when I was kind of teeter tottering between, am I going to go back to drinking? Am I not? I really enjoyed my time being sober, but maybe I can moderate and, you know, keep my life going as is. Um, I specifically journaled, but I think having those those memories that are coming straight from past you in that moment is really important. And I think that is a good strategy to use if you're kind of struggling on, you know, this sort of like permanent or semi-permanent decision you're trying to make.
0: And you still have your journals, right? Mm -hmm. I have to,
1: because if I have any type of craving or anything like that it's it's so nice to be able to go back and read those those times of being um of that those times of that first 30 days of me like having this euphoric pink cloud feeling Mm -hmm. having those and then in addition to that having like my hangover journal entries as well
0: the hangover yeah that's right you did the hangover ones that's so interesting to me
1: so sad
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) I wish those were videos. I don't. Well, I kind of wish. Yeah. I think that would be interesting to watch. Like.
1: I probably do have some in my Snapchat memories.
0: Oh, the Snapchat memories. We don't like those.
1: No, no. Those are really rough to those look at. Those are
0: rough. I hate. Mm-hmm. I
1: hate. And this. I saved everything. Like I was such <laughs> a avid Snapchatter slash Snapchat saver, like in my, in the mems, So I have have pretty much everything documented.
0: I like, I look so different when I drink and when I don't like, I I can see it in my photos. I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like how I used to look, Mm -hmm. I like, I don't know how I got any dates. Like, (laughs) 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 like how was I getting matches on my profile? Because I just feel like I looked so different.
1: My thing is, like, why did I think I was hot shit when I was drunk when I looked like that? <laughs> in like, those like, the, like the videos.
0: Like the videos. Like feeling
1: myself, but, like, should not have been because, like, girl, you look a mess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have so many photos that just, like, pop up in the, you know, how iPhone just pops up your photos. And my eyes are just, mm-hmm. like, just, like, Close. so squinty. Yeah. Like, I was. Mm-hmm. I could barely keep my eyes open. Oh, I just like almost can feel those photos when I see them. Like I, yeah. I know. I like feel it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Towards yeah. the end
0: of your drinking, would you, when you were drinking, like say you were out, would you ever feel during it like I don't like how I feel right now?
1: Yeah, there was a vacation that I took. Um, after the 30 day break and I was in Florida and mm-hmm. I was with like the same group of friends that we kind of always did a trip around the same time of the year. And it was, you know, we, we planned this trip for, for memory's sake, but it was, you know, we were all going into it with an intense desire to get fucked up. Like that's, yeah. you know, that was part Our... of the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And I remember, yeah, feeling like drunk one night and being like this this feels off like this feels wrong almost but also at that point I think I was like tipsy enough that I was kind of just like fuck okay. it I don't I don't want to have this thought so I'm gonna have another drink instead mm. and then I overdrink, yet again yeah, yeah. what about you
0: Oh, I, I mean, my body was shutting down. So like, I felt really poorly right. when I, when I drank, but I feel like I've talked to some people recently that, um, have told me like, they've been drinking when they don't want to drink. Like mm-hmm. they just, they don't know why, but like, they don't want to drink, but they are drinking.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: yeah, I just like, I remember that feeling, but I feel like it might've been a different reason for me. Cause I was just like addicted. I needed the, the alcohol, but Yeah, I've had a couple people mention that lately. So Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I
1: will say the, you know, that trip that we took, like either a year or two years prior to the Florida trip that I'm talking about, I drank so much the last night that I threw up on the plane going home. Yeah. And so we, the reason why I'm bringing that up is just because like we would go hard up until the very last, you know, minute of the trip. Mm -hmm. even if it meant me being like literally on the brink of death (laughs) on this freaking plane plane or flight home um but because I had that weird like off feeling one of the nights of the of the vacation I remember making you know a decision that then the last night of the trip I didn't want to drink because I didn't want to feel the way that I felt during that travel day home Mm -hmm. and I'm so glad that I, that I did that because even though like it felt uncomfortable being the only person not, you know, living it up until the very (laughs) last moment, um, my future self was so much happier, not puking. Like that was
0: was decision day pretty much there. Like you had some, Mm -hmm. like some weight behind that decision, some conviction.
1: Yeah. I had a choice and I, and I chose to, do the hard thing. And yeah. that was a great starting point because I had a, mm. like a crazy road ahead of me of st- starting to make these like decisions for myself, even though they were really hard and doing that literally on vacation, like Statement. in Florida, like we're all, you know, sunburnt and have been spending every day at the beach and just like going super hard. And for me to all of a sudden make this decision of just like, I don't want to feel like that again tomorrow. And I'm going to do whatever I can to not feel that way. And so I'm saying no tonight.
0: I feel like those hard decisions, but where you're like, okay, this is like a defining moment. Like if I make this decision, those are huge. And I think you almost need them Other because if you just do it kind of when it's convenient, as far as like early on, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm going to quit now because I don't really have anything going on in these next few days. Like, I don't even know if that's the move. I think the move it's is not like, like you
1: need to rip the band aid off.
0: I went to a wedding 10 days sober that I was in, and I like I was that's when my when I first like, like, this is the one I'm committing. Um, like that I, I was 10 days sober, but I was like, I can't drink here or else I'm never gonna quit. Like, I have to have one moment where it's I know I'm doing something that's hard, and like I'm in the wedding and I'm in the wedding party, and like I just had to draw the line somewhere because there's always something coming up we all know there
1: that. will always be something coming up whether it's a birthday a wedding a bachelor or bachelorette weekend there is yep. always going to be something um so there's no better time than literally right now
0: and talking about that like reward system that's when it like when you get through that it's like oh shit like I can do this and that's that's yep. when it starts feeling good mm-hmm all right, we only have a minute left. Any wise words for anyone or?
1: I think that's all my wise words that I have for the day.
0: You're out, you're kept
1: um, out. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm tapping out. Um, but thank you guys for listening yet again. Um, I hope you guys have a great week and we'll talk to you next week.
0: Goodbye. Pooh.
1: Bye.